Following day two of the Carolina Hurricanes training camp yesterday, we also heard from Rod Brindamore and Alex Poshin. We will dissect what they had to say following day two in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of this Saturday morning. And this episode is also brought to you by the lovely folks over at Bet Online. Bet Online is where you can find the latest scores, odds, lines, whatever you need for your sports wagering information. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, folks, you know, as I mentioned in the previous episode, we did hear from Yesperi Kotnyemi in our in the press conference following day two of. Carolina Hurricanes training camp day three is going on right now as we speak. But not only did we hear from him, you know, quick recap though, you know, he you know, talked about, you know, him, you know, having a bigger role, getting more ice time and, you know, having a year in the system, understanding how things go. That's something, you know, we've talked about a lot here on the show. Him also, you know, really liking how Seth Jarvis is looking so far. And, you know, also, you know, the veteran guys coming in, you know, another guy we talked about in the previous episode or episodes was Calvin DeHaan in the literal previous episode of him coming back into the fold, him having uh, matured, uh, wanting to play for a winning team now, you know, after having three, you know, not so great seasons in Chicago. And, you know, we also heard from Ryan Zingle, following day one of him, you know, playing banged up the past few seasons, you know, bouncing around and just, you know, wanting to get back to hockey. He's had some surgeries, you know, he's better now. He's on that one year two way deal. I do think, you know, both those guys, I've said that I do think that they can be on that opening night roster to zingle there on that fourth line. And then, uh, having DeHaan maybe kind of cycle in and out of that third pairing, kind of like how we had uh, Brendan Smith and Ethan Bear doing with Ian Cole last year. I could really see a situation similar to that uh, this year, but ultimately, yeah, we won't know until we know. Uh, but, you know, we did hear from Rod Brindamore as well following day two of training camp. And now we're going to listen to just what he had to say following that day too. And then we will dissect just what he had to say. Did any of the younger guys, they've been in their own kind of group. Any of those guys caught your eye? Well, they all do. So for some you know, reason or another, the bringing for me, it's actually good because I get to know them a little better when they are together. Um, and, and I don't want to single anyone out. I think they've all done a pretty good job. Today was actually, I was pleasantly surprised because we're 
introducing a lot of kind of new concepts and um, I seem to pick it up fairly well. So, um, no, it's been good. The few guys that joined uh, Chicago at the end of the year, do you see that they really mm-hmm. have a, a little head, yeah, head start on that? It's a good observation, actually. Yeah, like, um, you know, the big defenseman, Mendel, is definitely, you could tell he's, you know, he's a little older, and you can see because he had, I think, had a little experience in Chicago. You know, Panoramov was down there. You can tell he's, he's, he's one of the guys that has really helped the younger guys that are here, especially the guys that, you know, don't speak the language as well. So he's been a good, uh, you know, help for us. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely helped those guys. What do you like about Panoramov, his game? Yeah, well, I mean, he's not, he's not a big guy, but he's not, um, not afraid to get in there. Uh, I like that, he, you know, you, you can see he's got a good skill set for sure and a good mind for the game and, um, you know, another young player to definitely keep an eye on. You like guys who can play in the middle and do it responsibly, I'm assuming. Yeah, right? I mean, well, it's, it's having that awareness to it, right? Like, he understands that there's one part of the game is to have the puck and make plays, but there, there's a whole other part of the game, and the young guys sometimes take a little longer to figure that out. Speaking of those kind of guys, and Jack Drury's here with the big group, what have you kind of seen from him? Uh, well, I mean, I think he's fit right in. I mean, certainly it's two practices, so, you know, but that group, that group is obviously a more veteran group, and he's the young kid in there, and, uh, you know, I think he's definitely holding his own. What do you foresee KK's role being this year? Can he take over for Churchill? Yeah, well, that's the hope. You know, that's why he got brought in. Um, you know, you always, I think management had, a, you know, an idea that we might, this might be exactly what happened. You know, Trocher's going to move on, and so, you know, had a, a good good backup plan. And, uh, you know, he's a young kid with a lot of talent, and we talked about this a lot. But I think it's time now, okay, he's got to start emerging, and I think i got to give him the opportunity, but he's got to go ahead and earn it. So I think there's a good uh, understanding there, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. What does he need to work on in your mind? Well, he's still just a – I mean, he's still, for me, just a young, young player. So you would ask me about any of the young players, I'd say the same thing, right? you got to get – your body's got to get, you know, stronger. So you got to put the work in there, and then um, – you know, it's amazing how once you do that, the game starts to come a little easier. So definitely has the mind for it. And, you know, he just needs to get better like all the young guys. About Stefan Nason, who spent his career bouncing around, playing a lot of being 13th forward or being up and down and stuff. Obviously, didn't play a lot with you guys last year, but had that monster year in the AHL. And um, it has to be valuable to have a guy like that that knows how to play yeah. and has that skill. Well, it, Listen, he he did a great job in the, throughout the whole organization because when he came up, he played well, and then when he went back down, he was you know a leader for that group. And when you have a veteran player that can show the way for for guys like Jack Drury, for the guys that were down there, uh, I think that's a huge asset. Um, obviously, he put up a good big big year, and you know we're going to give him every opportunity here to see what he can do. As Seth Jarvis goes into his second year, what are you hoping to see from him in terms of his growth and development? It's no different than. You know, Chip's question for me. You know, he's another young kid that we want to keep getting better. You know, obviously he showed, you know, really well at the second half of the year and into the playoffs. And um, he's got to keep growing. He's got to keep taking that next step. And no different, honestly, if I, if you're sitting there talking about any of the players, they got to keep getting better. Like, you can't be just happy where you're at. Um, but the young guys have more room to grow. 
mean, that's just the fact, right? The, the older guys, they're growing all they have. For the most part now, you just, you're just you trying to keep what you had. And, um, you know, the, the younger kids, you know, we need to get them to the maximum. We need to get their, you know, the most out of them. So if you played tomorrow, who's your 5'6 defenseman? <laughs> if I played tomorrow, um, that's you know, I, I, we got we've got a lot of them. So it's it's you, nobody's made or not made the team in two practices. You know that's gonna work itself out, and the only way to do that is you know in the games. So we'll, we'll, we'll you know we, de- we definitely have a healthy competition this year. Maybe different than in the past where. There's definitely some, okay, what are we going to do here at this spot or that spot? Because we have a lot of good players that are, uh, you know, fighting for those jobs. Do you notice any of your core guys that are maybe younger <clears throat> stepping up in a, in a bigger leadership role or even the, the older guys who have come in, have, have, have they been outspoken? Well, all the, all the guys we brought in are leaders, leader-type players. I mean, you know, obviously we talked a lot about Bernsey. That's an obvious one. I think, you know, stats, is, he's kind of – been around forever and so he nothing really phases him um and so yeah all the all the players we we felt like you know we brought calvin back he's been around so all, all these guys lead it different ways um i think you know we'll see more of that emerge too as they feel a little more comfortable in doing that but um no we definitely have a kind of a, a much different feel from the group because we are so you know a lot more veteran heavy if you if you will is sebastian a, a veteran yet do you think yeah, I mean he is. Let's be honest. I mean he's still a young player, but we all know that the value that he he has for our group, and um, you know he's been a leader for a while now, and uh, that's not certainly going to change. How do you keep Max involved? What's going on? Do you, it's do tough. You sit in on meetings. Yeah, and yeah. He, he comes in, makes sure he's staying up to date, as if you know the only thing he's missing is getting out there. So he he does his you know his rehab, and then he comes in here and watches uh, whatever he needs to watch what we're doing. And, Trying to stay upbeat. I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's probably going to get harder for him the closer we get and when we actually start playing. Um, but, you know, we've all kind of, guys, if you play the game a long time, you, you've been in that situation. And so he's got a lot of guys to lean on, kind of just make him, you know, for sure feel a part of it. And then looking forward to when he's healthy to, you know, to, be able to help us out. Rod, when you won the cup, you always challenged me to ask you a question. Well, I don't you challenge you to ask me a question. When you won the cup, you had roughly... It took this long to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> when you won the cup, you had roughly 10 new players. Last year, you went 9-0 with a bunch of new faces. A lot of great chatter on the ice today. I noticed in the NHL group. If you were to extract why that cohesion has been, because that's tough. Has, has been so instant that hopefully can happen with new faces this year. What would you expect? Well, I think it's just, it's kind of what we've all somewhat alluded to is we're more a more veteran-savvy group. And I think the, the, when you bring in those type of players, they just have that natural understanding of, you know, how things work. And there's a, a confidence because they work hard, right? They, they come in, we're, this is how we do it. It's not new. This isn't, okay, you know, earth-shattering. we, we got a job to do. And... Um, go out and try to accomplish it. And I think they also know that, you know, they've heard it a million times. Everywhere you go, you say the same things. You, you have fun in what you're doing, but work hard first. And I think that's what, what we're seeing out there, to be honest with you. The one thing that's great about having an older group with a lot of guys that haven't won is there's this just this kind of, you don't have to say it, there's this hunger 
that you can see with the, this group. And we obviously I hope that that continues throughout the year. How'd you like the way Gleese was pushing the defenseman during the skate at the end there? <laughs> I tell you, if we run out of D, then we've always said you got to be ready. So he's, he's, he's trying to get ready. He's got the shin pads. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, okay. Roger. Yeah, so following day two, Rod Brennamore did have a lot more to say. You know, I took a lot of notes, you know, uh, as to what he had to say, you know, following day two. And again, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good takeaways. You know, uh, one thing, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, had found interesting uh, was kind of how they're divided up this year you know you have a, a lot of you know the young guys uh in their own group it's not you know uh a mixture uh, of things you know it's all you know the young guys are primarily in their own group and the veterans are in their own group and you know i like you know how he said you know those guys were you know picking things up well you know i i like that and you know i maybe you know we do have you know, a guy that uh, comes out of that particular group and is on the roster. I, I don't know. He did say, you know, so right now, nobody has made the team. Nobody has not made the team. So it, it's going to be interesting. You know, again, you know, we go back to it a lot. Uh, but Seth Jarvis, you know, guy, you know, it was juniors or NHL. That was it. And he forced their hand into, you know, bringing him up to the NHL. So, you know, you never know what can happen in, in this situation as far as these younger guys. You know, uh, again, you know, a thing that, you know, I've talked about a lot here recently was Jesperi Kutnyemi moving up and into Vincent Trocek's old spot in that second-line center role. And you know, a thing that I found interesting here was, you know, they acquired him as a backup plan because they had a feeling that he wasn't going to be back. And, you know, obviously I talked about, you know, uh, Yemi, you know, stepping up, you know, improving, getting stronger, all that kind of stuff. You know, same with Seth Jarvis in that regard of, you know, getting stronger and just continuing to improve. But again, it just kind of goes back to like, dang, yeah, how long did they know Vincent Trocek probably wasn't going to be back? You know, I feel like, you know, at the beginning of the season, like when that offer sheet happened, you know, maybe uh, it's a little, you know, they're still trying to negotiate. But, you know, I I said it the other day, like, you know, trade deadline, if you knew like you weren't going to be back, you know, did they try to shop him around and maybe get something? I don't know. Something we will probably never know as far as, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, another thing, you know, that I like, you know, with the team that he talked about a lot was, you know, just how veteran heavy they are now. You know, you know, we look at, you know, a couple years ago where it was, you know, a lot of young guys, you know, inexperienced and now not necessarily the case. He said Sebastian Ajo is a leader now and you know he's another one you're just kind of surprised just how long he's been in the league you know and then you know the guys you know that they brought in being leaders and you know again you know guys that were already on the team you know especially 
the uh, young group of guys like Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, uh, you know, those guys being, they've been around. Like they know how the game works. It's not, you know, like the 2018, 2019 season where, you know, they're all still kids, you know, that's not the case anymore. And, you know, he specifically, you know, called out Brent Burns, Paul Statson, Calvin DeHaan, as far as being leaders. And then, you know, obviously, you know, he said everyone, you know, is that they brought in, but specifically calling those guys out. You know, you knew Brent Burns was going to be in that situation. Paul Statson, you figured he'd be there as well. Calvin DeHaan, you know, we talked about him in the previous episode of how he has, you know, matured and grown. And I think, again, I, I really think he's going to be a guy that will be on this team, you know, especially you know, the way Rod talked about being a leader, you know, for the group right now. It, I seriously think, yeah, he could be – I seriously think he's going to get a contract. I really do. I really do. Whether it's a one or two way, it remains to be seen. But, you know, another thing yeah, that I did like and, you know, was, was Max Pacioretty. You know, he said, you know, how he's, you know, sitting in on things. You know, he goes, does his rehab that he has to do. Then he sits in on meetings and, you know, all that stuff. And I do like that. Um, you know, it's, you know, you knew, we talked about, you know, when he'll probably be back, you know, late January, early February, that that time range, you know, should everything go correctly for him in terms of his healing process. But, you know, the fact that he's still, you know, being a part of the thing, he's not just doing his rehab and going on about his business. You know, he, he's going there and doing, you know, and being a part of the team, you know, he, yeah, he can't skate, but he's being in those beating being around the team. I think that right there is going to be very, very important. Come late January, February, March, whenever he is finally suiting up, the fact that he already has that relationship with his teammate. He's been here since the beginning of the season, and he's not just oh, I tore my Achilles, I'm going to do my rehab and go do, you know, whatever. You're like, no, he's being a part of everything. You know, he just can't skate. And I do think that is going to be vital for whenever he does come back, that he's already going to have that relationship with his teammates, even though it may, even though it's going to be off ice, you know, that chemistry is going to be there. He's He's going to know, all right, this is how, you know, this guy operates and, you know, he's going to know how he's going to know what to expect. Obviously, you know, getting out on the ice is going to be a completely different beast than, you know, sitting in a meeting and, you know, maybe you know, sitting and watching these guys practice. It's going to be a completely different beast. I know, but he's at least going to have something there. He's not going in blind, if you know what I mean. There, there's something there and that he's at least going to know what to expect. I think that is going to be really, really important for Max Patrick. I love that he is being a part of everything. You know, don't know if, you know, Jake Gardner is sitting in there and whatnot. You know, don't know what's going on there. Again, you know, he had that quote-unquote setback, and that's why, you know, he's not there right now. But there's been no reports of whether or not he's there or not, you know, but... I don't know. Uh, we've talked about that to death at this point, but 
what are we going to do? You know, it, it, it's crazy. I don't know what to expect with Jake Gardner at this point, but it is what it is, you know, and I think, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But, you know, we also heard from the man who did this fetch in the prospect tournament, Alex Poshin, and we will hear from him and just what he had to say right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, football season is underway. Hockey season is right around the corner. So Bet Online is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season and hockey when it rolls around here soon. Find the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, wrestling, golf, whatever you want, they got you covered. So head to the website, betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more now. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, folks, you know, we already heard from Jesperi Kotniemi in the previous episode following day two. We just heard from Rod Brindamore. Now it is time to hear from Alex Poshin. I guess for both of you, how, how helpful has it been to have each other here, you know, in the lead up to camp and everything? Uh, it's like, it's helpful for us because uh, we play in a junior team in Russia together. I think it's much better and easier to to be involved to the team. Like we help each other. I'm trying to translate much as possible for Alex. Yeah. <laughs> How about for him? Has it this? Everything is good. Everything he likes. What? Obviously, you, you want to make the team here, but if if Charlotte ends up being the option for you both, no, Chicago. Chicago. Every time. Every time, Chicago. <laughs> if Chicago ends up being the option for you both, I mean, is is that something that you know you guys are prepared for? And again, a good chance to, to work together. I think it's a uh, main thing. It's opportunity for us to to improve our skills and uh, something else help team to win more. No, что надо доказывать своей игрой, что мы достойны играть на хайл. Yeah, we have to play in Chicago. Like we deserve to play in a better league. What about the? Lacrosse? Yeah, it's from him. Yeah. What about the lacrosse ball? Did Jameson said that you know he thought maybe Alexander was trying to do that at first and then he got the puck back and actually went for it. Is that kind of what went through his What his do mind? you mean like uh, Well he had the puck behind the net before, centered it, and then it came back to him and that's when he uh bullshit. У тебя до этого был шанс. Ты поднял наверх, а потом снова получил. Почему до этого не делал? Ну, увидел то, что Рисер открылся и решил дать ему передачу. Because first time when Rissar got a puck, like it was much better decision in the game. 
What is the ex for Alex? What's the experience in North America been like for him? Как тебе опыт первых трех игр в Северной Америке? Ну, поначалу было очень тяжело, с каждой игрой становилось полегче. First time it was tough, and uh, in next few games it's like it's going down, and it's easier to play. How about for you? How much did it help being in Chicago last year? I played two years uh, yeah. in Quebec. Right, but did but I mean, as far as the elevated play and the, yeah, and the yeah. skill level, yeah. how did that help you like prepare for this? Pretty good, like uh, because uh, game here is more physical, more like more attack, more. You know, everything is going on that. You need to be closer to net and uh, trying to make uh, more traffic. For the both of you, what's one thing that you've learned either thus far in camp or the prospect showcase? Что для нас такого, что мы прям узнали, чего мы не знали до этого в этом кемпе? Вот. Я не знаю. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I did forget to mention was that Pomerana was translating for Pashin there, so we did get to hear from him as well. And he was one that Rod was singing his praises there whenever he was talking. But you know, in you know, listening to those, you know, obviously, yeah, you know, it's a a lot of the same thing. You you. you expect to hear from prospects in training camp and whatnot so you know we won't dive into like every single thing they said but you know i did like you know that we you know, hear from you know, them of you know wanting to play in you know better league and you know getting to showcase their skills and what they can do and what they can bring and you know obviously it's funny you know hearing them say charlotte instead of chicago i mean is years and years and years and years of uh, Charlotte being the AHL affiliate, but now it's Chicago. So that was a funny little laugh there. But, you know, these guys, you know, they have experience together. And, you know, I really, you know, they're guys that, you know, I do think, you know, they could – do I think they make the team this year? Uh, at least this year? No, I don't think they do. But I do think these are guys that, you know, should someone go down with injury, you know, that these guys could be ones that step up and – you know, help the team out. You know, again, we go back to it a lot, but you know, at the end of 2021, where like half the team was out with COVID, a lot of those guys, you know, from Chicago stepping up, Jack Drury, Jalen Chatfield, Stefan Nason, you know, all of those guys stepping up and really being really good for the Hurricanes. And, you know, I do think these, uh, Pasha and Pramarov, uh, can be guys that, Given the opportunity, could definitely step up and be something for the Hurricanes. Again, I don't, I mean, anything can happen. Again, Seth Jarvis last year, we talk about it all the time, but anything can happen. Rod Brennan said no one has made the team and no one has not made the team. So there's no telling what could happen, you know, in training camp. You know, they just wrapped up with day three. We will hear what uh, from Rod Brennan and all the players that were available. We'll hear from them in the next episode of Locked on Hurricanes. So make sure you're following the team on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and subscribe to the show on YouTube. And in the next episode, we will hear from Rod Brandemore and whatever players 
were kind enough to speak to the media today.